entitled town. Film before a live studio audience. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll them. We're going to be positive every day. You're the people being negative. You're in some of the fans. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. All right, it's time for an Entitled Town 2022 postmortem on the Patriot season. Hello, friends. My name is Mike Irons. We have a five-pack, a Norm Peterson celebratory five-pack here for you tonight. Scarzi has the night off on assignment. Uh, Dan and John are back. Uh, guys, you weren't here for last week for a small bit of hand-wringing over the, the end of the season, the limping to the finish line, culminating in a, in a loss in Buffalo. John, the season obviously didn't end as we would like it to, but what are you taking away from the season other than it was a dumb football team that somehow managed – they had the lead – with a playoff spot in the line in the third quarter in Buffalo. Yeah. And they had the lead, you know, in a bunch of games down the stretch, they just couldn't finish. I, I guess I was the, the two things that maybe three things that stuck out for me that I'd love to know answers for. And I don't know who I could trust to get these answers, right? Because Patriots media largely sucks entirely. And I don't think I trust really anything that they're going to tell me, but if I could find somebody I trusted and they were to answer these three things, I would love to know, why exactly were the special teams so bad, so consistently bad for so long? And what the hell is Pilardi doing punting in the NFL, right? That would be the first thing I think I would ask. The second thing is, why did they finish almost at the top of the standings, if not the very top, in delay of game penalties? Like, why was that a struggle so consistently um, the entire year? And then, you know, number three, why, why did it not you know, it, I guess this is too broad a statement, but it just, it never seemed like it clicked. And I guess I, we've been so spoiled with Belichick Patriots teams playing their best ball in December. And now for back-to-back -back years, they really have it. And I, I guess I'd like to know what he thinks is driving that, you know, the, I guess those are the three things I would love to know the answers to. Dan, a frustrating end to a really a kind of a, a joyless, frustrating season. Yeah, and it, and it seems like those last few games, every every game had the same sort of thing happening, where you'd see one one group, one grouping or two grouping start to get their their shit together, and then another grouping brings it down. And so finally, you have a game where they're in it with the Bills, and then it's the special teams that lets them down. I, I thought that that uh, the interception on the Aguilar play was emblematic of the season yes. you know you saw a poor decision uh by mac on the attempt for what would it best be like a 50 50 ball then a poor effort by Aguilar to, to not at least try for the ball and then it gets compounded by a poor no call uh for contact well in advance of the ball getting there john what i thought was most frustrating about that buffalo game you know the bills are going to come out sky high you know, to show support for the teammate who, uh, Demar Hamlin, who went down in the Monday night game in Cincinnati. They, they, the game couldn't have started worse. Naheem Hines ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, but they took their best shot. 
they yeah. took, you know, they were able to somewhat survive the emotional wave and they came back. And as we mentioned, took the lead and the lead lasted all of about 15 seconds because Heinz, you know, Cammy Corn's boner again, they, he goes untouched, uh, you know, close to a hundred yards into the goddamn end zone. I mean, just, they just found a way to step on their dicks in the most inopportune moment, going back to Myers and uh, Stevenson's fumble against Cincinnati. You can change one of yeah. five plays and they're in the friggin' playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, Dan mentioned the, the illegal contact and the Aguilar play, I think is very callable. Matt Milano mugging Harris in the end zone was even worse. Right. And, but the, you know, if you'd told any Patriots fan, the Patriots would be 14, 14 at the half in that game. I think they would have taken it. Then they, you know, then they get the lead. Then it's, you know, quickly uh, disintegrates the, the, the handful of plays, you know, they're a middle-class team. They played middle-class football last year. They're a middle-class team again this year. Uh, a couple plays go either way and they're, they're 10 and seven or they're six and 11. Right. Um, they, they got jobbed on some calls. Uh, you know, in the Raiders game was, was a joke. Uh, the Stevenson fumble you mentioned against Cincinnati, they should have won that game. That's a really good team. That Cincinnati team is not a middle-class team. They're a better than middle-class team. Um, they're, I don't think they're really that far off. That's the thing. And I, I think that's where I scratch my head because I believe in, Belichick and, and the organization he runs. I don't think it's so simple to say Matt Patricia sucks, ergo, right? You know, everything is going to be fixed. I do think the special team situation is a disaster. But I, you know, I, I don't think Mac needs more weapons. I don't think Mac is a problem. I I I just I think they're maybe this, if they could nail this offseason they're in the thick of it next year. And I, and maybe Bobo honk and footy pajama all the way here, but I think they are this off season away from challenge in Buffalo for the top of the division. Two tackles, two offensive tackles, the very least for sure. Mike, um, Tom Curran put away his knives, his pitchforks, um, and his, uh, whatever else today. And he reported that a Belichick and crafty Bob had sat down and agreed that changes need to be made. I mean, this isn't really news, but it's current. It was actually able to put his reporter hat on. I'd, I'd be curious to see if there's going to be any more leaks from the craft side of things or Belichick leaks stuff to the, the guys. They normally like to leak things through the shifters of the world. Well, I don't, I don't think Bill would have had any success in trying to uh, defend a position with craft in this situation because um I, I don't know. Is that an argument you want to have? I mean, is I personally, I don't think it's attributable to attributable to Matt Patricia really at all. I mean, maybe some, whatever, however much you want to give them. I don't think it's, I don't see it at all. Uh, why did, why did they look that good against that team in that environment um, offensively? Why did they move the ball like that? Like they didn't just, it's because they finally, you know, had the personnel continuity up front and got Parker back. All I've talked Parker about makes a season. difference. All I've talked about all season is the fucking Baltimore game. But now, you know, this is kind of what I was envisioning. And, you know, the la unfortunately, it came down to the last, um, you know, game in the season where they finally had what it what it should look like. Uh, and what what sucks is obviously the, you know, and, and people I've had I've had friends be like, oh, so Patricia's not the problem. But a court is to me, it comes down to, again, always eat you have one job on special teams in, in that situation. And it's not to give up a fucking touchdown. Like there's not, a, I mean, there's a ton of variables, but like relatively speaking, it's not calling 70 plays a game. 
uh, it's it's you have one job. And so I can gladly make that distinction. That said, like we said last week, I, I don't know that there's a was a path to Patricia coming back. Uh, certainly Belichick, I, I don't could 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 have laid down the law, I, but I don't know if that's a hill he, he would want to die on um, because I, I think there are is a better option out there. I don't I'm not. I actually thought O'Shea was pretty good in in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea about Cali and anybody else who says he does does this full of shit. Right. So I, I think O'Brien is the choice, and I I don't, and I I think that's would be be my first choice for sure. Um, and it, I don't think I've been I've been pretty consistent on that. Shaq, Black Monday is the uh, the day of the year where the media gets to, together to celebrate uh, NFL coaches losing their jobs in light of. Uh, in the spirit of Black Monday on the media side, isn't it great to see the Patriots media horde, most notably DJ Bean and Rich Keefe demotion season? Is it is it is the Schadenfreude is in full effect? Uh, Rich Keefe's tra- job trajectory is like Matt Patricia's, but Matt Patricia is tens of millions of dollars in the bank, and he's a a rocket scientist. Rich Keefe is going to be selling cell phones for singular by uh, the way his career path is is going at this rate. Yeah, as they say, ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun. And basically the rabbit is, well, the uh, companies, media companies that are having to uh, downsize because of, you know, all the changes that are happening with the NFL and all the changes that are happening within themselves. And maybe they're doing some introspection. I mean, let's not hope for that, but because uh, that wouldn't be that would be bad for this show. But really, to me, uh, there you still have some some uh, pom-pom cheers out there. You still have the Bedards of the world, the almost the coaches who, you know, he's not going to quit it. And just yesterday he was out there on NBC takes Boston, you know, saying he, he believes Belichick is going to be uh, let go. And to, to me, uh, if you listen to Bedard, then you deserve what you get because he's, he's a, he's an asshole, but it's, it's pretty amazing that just, just, a day prior to that segment being on the air, Belichick says that he's going to be coming back to for a, another season. And Bedard is, is, you know, doubling down again saying, well, this, he may be coming back, but now, well, but Kraft is the guy who has to make the decision. He's the guy who's going to be saying, Oh, well, either, either, or, but it, it's just so funny how, how the wish casting is still uh, in effect for a lot of these people. Dan, where are you with Mac? Um, and we just we talked about off the air. We talked about DeAndre Hopkins. The the Cardinals are making wholesale changes on that on that end. Hopkins in a vacuum, of course. You want to add him? Um, he would certainly help Mac Parker and Hopkins opposite one another. You know the weapons culture would love that. Uh, are you okay with Mac going into next season? Do you want to bring in, you know, a veteran or a competition at some point? And you know, I assume you think the tackle positions would be the priority rather than uh, adding uh, somebody like Hopkins. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Mac. I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought he proved himself for sure. Um, it, it's it's interesting how how the media tries to read the tea leaves of what Belichick says because afterwards they're asking him about Mac and it, he said, uh, well, he can play in this league, and they're reading that as, oh, well, that's that's damning with faint praise. Look at what he said back at the beginning of camp, and he said he's learned so much. No, he's. I, I think he's he's accomplished plenty. He certainly showed that the uh, the zappy thing was uh, ridiculous to try to follow. Um, as far as Hopkins is concerned, um, I, I I think I worry about how they're trying to uh, establish a premise there. 
that you're looking at, oh, okay, well, it makes sense. They they had the video from the game when it was uh, the mutual admiration society between Hopkins and Belichick. And there's like one reporter for the score out of, out of I guess, out of Arizona st stating that the, uh, the Cardinals uh, plan to trade him. And then there's the aspect. But who's that, planning to trade him? The Cardinals don't have a GMs in, you know, whatever sort of rehab or hospitalization he's in. That's just fling, fling, flinging it from the hip. Well, yeah. And they're, they're adding up all these different elements to the story. You know, the Patriots have the cap space. There's uh, uh, Hopkins has uh, a no trade clause. So this might be one of the only ones, only teams that he would go to, but it's, it's ignoring all the other possible factors. He, he, you know, while it would be nice to get him on what's left of his current contract, he, uh, there's also word that he wants a new deal. And it, who's to say that there's others uh, that he'd be interested in playing for besides the Patriots. So it becomes a bidding war. And, and what would you give up for him? You know, how, how much do you want? They're getting the 14th pick this, this year. Do you want to give that up or, you know, there's, there's more aspect, more to, uh, to the story, but if they don't get him, that's going to be uh, all that's remembered. I mean, Hopkins is also coming off a, a, a suspension, a PED suspension last season. John, in a vacuum, of course, you want to add someone like DeAndre Hopkins. Where's where your what are three priorities you think that they need besides the obvious? Yeah, I mean, well, besides the obvious is the is the priority, right? Leading I mean, the witness, line, Your Honor. Yeah, it's 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 offensive line help. I mean, I'll be I'll be very very satisfied if they go offensive line in the first round at fourteen if they've done their evaluations and you know there's a a tackle that they believe can step in. Um, was it Rashawn Slater style? Uh, the way he did for the uh, the Chargers after they drafted uh, Herbert, you know, they go offensive tackle. That kid's been outstanding for them. You know, if the Patriots could find a guy like that in this draft, uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody projects that well, but they'll go through the motions at the combine and and you know they'll scout it and we'll see what happens. But uh, I like that. I, I like going uh, the best available center. Uh, David Andrews obviously is is you know getting a little bit long in the tooth and was banged up a bit this year. Center is not a position you draft in the first round, certainly not at 14, but with their second pick, um, I would, I'd love to see him go there if somebody kind of fits that profile. So offensive line, offensive line. Um, and, you know, it, it's a good draft for wide receivers. Um, I don't think weapons are the problem. I mean, you know, you got Henry is, is, is solid at tight end. Johnny Smith, they, they can't seem to unlock him. Somebody can unlock him. Um, you know, Mike on route one mentioned, um, Bill O'Brien, you know, for what it's worth, the, the Paul Feinbaum college football crew uh, down in the deep south seems to think it's a foregone conclusion that Bill O'Brien's coming to New England. So, you know, if he if he does, you know, is that a good fit for Matt? Because is that is that the guy that Mac needs to kind of launch his career? I, I mean, we're all going to hope that, um, and you know, we'll find out in about you know eight or nine months. Uh, I, I I like what they've got talent wise. I think they just got to protect Mac. You know that line. Um, when they, when Mac had time, he played extremely well. And when he was, you know, under pressure, it was, you know, it was hard to watch at times. So protect Mac and everything else is going to look good. Yeah. I felt good after his performance. He did turn the ball over three times, but I think there's not all turnovers are created equally. Yeah. Mike, the Steelers finished nine and eight. Um, they finished strong. The media got full, full fellation, position for Mike Tomlin, who's obviously he's a good coach. Um, Kenny Pickett finished the season up for the Steelers. They finished well. Um, who do you like better, Pickett or Mac, moving forward? 
I think <laughs> I put I, this one I, on I mean, T for you. You know, people. I, I think that. I I don't know. I I, I did. I don't see the the picket um, thing, but I'm sure people who don't watch every snap of Mac Jones um, would think the you know the opposite of that. Uh, I'm sure that he Mac is not a, a trendy um, pick right now, but I'm I'm holding on to the stock um, for sure. So I I, I don't know. The, I, I I just think he showed too much from a toughness standpoint um, in a year where there was absolutely nothing going his way and bouncing back from the zappy thing, which you know. Um, Bernard said something yesterday about how, you know, people in that locker room still don't forget the zappy, how, how Bill treated um, Mac with the zappy thing. And I, I do think that that was a, a really horrible mistake um, by Bill to bring him back. In the Bears game. game. We all said that. We all said that before. Don't don't rush him back. Don't rush him back. Go with zappy. You can win this game without zappy. And I think that just the whole approach to that game really was a disservice to them set him um, up for failure all around, really all around. so I, I think so i think he did a good job bouncing back for that saying all the right things and really aside from you know two games really of of the piss face thing uh you know I, I can't complain too much about a young quarterback and the way he he carried himself and i think he respects that locker room so bill belichick could do, could do you know if bill belichick create, traded mac jones um you know in february it wouldn't it <laughs> wouldn't be like the most insane thing because you know you never know what bill is thinking i just i i personally don't see um i don't see that uh, i see i see a guy that I, you can build around especially because he has his head on straight and you know and, and yeah and i think bill o'brien would would probably help him i uh the row of chairs, it's, I think we're on the same direction. Shaq, well, well, hold on. go ahead, John. Let me just say, with apologies to Ric Flair, we also have the dirtiest player in the game, Nature Boy Mac Jones. <laughs> there's, something, there's something about having, you know, uh, an absolute assassin who has taken people out left and right as your quarterback. I think it's, it's underappreciated. Uh, when, in, when in football history has the dirtiest player in football been a quarterback? So I don't think he gets enough love for that. I just want to throw that out there. Nature Boy. Was the Brian Burns ankle turn akin to a snooker getting hit in the head by a Rowdy Roddy Piper? <laughs> I think it was, it was, well, I, I, ankle turn. I remember him getting thrown through a plate glass window. I mean, that's, isn't that what happened to Brian Burns? And then he, you know, he did come back on the field two plays later, as I recall, but it was going through that plate glass window was quite a moment. Yeah. Then Hogan, then Hogan dropped the leg and joined the NWO. That's pretty much what happened in Carolina last year. That folding chair came out of nowhere. <laughs> my God, King, my God. Shaq, what's the official uh, weekend crew uh, position on, on Mac moving forward? Is it, is it a row of chairs as well? I mean, it, it, is this just, is this just a, a mutual masturbation point? Yeah, we're, we're, we're all, we're all in the, the voice position of forward and this, and just to piggyback on what Michael Root once said about Bedard's uh, um, uh, word, word dissension of, of, the leadership and, and Jacoby Myers had a great quote um, a couple of days ago about Mac Jones talking about that. One of his memories from the year is just seeing him playing while in the bills game, especially when people were chanting Josh Allen's name, like he just, he he's forward thinking and, he, and he's, he's never really distracted by anything. And so, you know, I think people, I think it's obvious again, Bedard is just uh 
an asshole and, you know, making a mountain out of a molehole. But it, it you know, Mac is Mac is the guy. And and I think I think we're I, again, we're all in agreement with that. Hit the unmute button, asshole. Dan, I'm going to throw this one at you. Uh, this was sent in an email by Tim in Oregon, and also it was thrown thrown around in some of the uh, the DM message threads that I'm in, I, I, albeit with gritted teeth. Do you think Bill Belichick would ever kick the tires on Aaron Rodgers? Wow. Do you want to bring that drama in, into uh, into the? Oh no, oh, no. All right, the disgusted look in your face kind of says it all there. John, would you ever kick the tires on Aaron Rodgers? Tim in Oregon sounds very suspicious. Yeah. Um, he's suspect. It may uh, have no. been a text message. <laughs> Absolutely not. No interest in that. And I, and I respect, this is from somebody who respects Aaron Rodgers and still think he has some gas in the tank. Uh, no, no, thank you. He has become Brett Favre with this retirement stuff every year. Mike, any interest in Aaron Rodgers? Um, uh, the paying for the privilege of uh giving a guy what's his what's his uh what would his cap number be oh god 50 yeah i was thinking at least 40 40 yeah 40 i saw Um, something where no matter what he does they're gonna have like a cap uh, a dead cap number of 30 million dollars the only thing that makes sense is to play him yeah. yeah, and even then, that that's a pittance compared to what the Broncos are dealing with with Russell Wilson, and they Ooh, paid the right. freight for Russell. Wasn't it Wilson. like hundred million? Is it no? Isn't it like legitimately? I think it was like hundred million. Am I crazy? <laughs> I think it's it was. Con- it, it's 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 ridiculous. It uh, it's uh, maybe I have a handheld device with access to some sort of worldwide web information. Shaq, any opinion on Aaron Rodgers? He's not the best color man in the league for nothing, folks. <laughs> Dynamite um, dropping, Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> Sean McVay, a quitter or realist? What do you think, Dan? <laughs> yeah. Both. Both. He's, he, no, I, you know, I poor, poor Seth Wickersham. Um, <laughs> see, see, this Never this is what happens. This is what happens when you go off book and you get people on record. So long as his sources are made up, um, there's no worry of that blowing up in his face, but instead he has to go and get actual sources and goes and does a, an article calling him possibly the best, could possibly be the best of all time. Dear Lord, that's uh, and then everyone claps. Um, hey, my, 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 got, go ahead, John. Uh, well, okay, so I pulled up the ESPN piece because I knew we'd talk about McVay. It, would you like? Would you like a couple moments with Seth Wickersham here? I feel like we need some some gentle music playing in the background, but go ahead. Get one of those Playboy Cinemax uh, soundtracks. I should get. <laughs> he wheels. Dear Penthouse, into... I never thought this would happen to me, but he wheels into a pantry area and scans a shelf. Success. He then heads to the backyard, which has an infinity pool and a TV tuned to an NBA game. It's golden hour. The air cool, but the ground warm. To the side of the patio is his home office. A Lombardi trophy is on one of the desks. At 36, McVeigh is the youngest head coach ever to win one. In the coming months, he'll receive a proclamation of recognition from his hometown city council in Atlanta and his alma mater, Miami University in Ohio, will announce that it's going to build a statue of him. He stares at the scenery and takes a pull off his head. Can I get, can I get, how many Pete Carroll uh, top hat gifts do we get for having a TV in your backyard? It's <laughs> a real rich man, poor man and, thing. And then infinity pool. Very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, God. that article, that article is. I mean, it was it, the it, it was the journalistic equivalent of softcore pornography. It it, it, Com- it complete with only fan, complete with only fans uh, poses <laughs> of him kissing kissing the uh, Lombardi Trophy. It's, it's, those pictures, know, I mean, those pictures will never not be funny. The, the pictures will never not be funny. And Dan mentioned, you know, the whole, you know, the, the line everybody remembers is he has a chance to be the greatest of all time, right? Well, I suppose since he's only 37, you know, he still could be after he steps away this season. But that, that, that the best part of the article is like, is like that stuff, right? The, the, the glowing, gushing, almost pornographic lust that Wickersham shows for him in that article. And then, you know, months later, they, what, what, what they win? Six games, five games, you know, and he's, and he's out the door going to be doing, you know, battling Tony Romo for color commentary supremacy. Well, let me throw this one at you. Three years down the road, Belichick gets the record. He retires. Belichick appoint wants Sean McVay on board. How would you feel about that? With six, six year veteran, Mac Jones. All in. <laughs> Chips in the center of the table, baby. I would, I think he is, you know, he's 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 a gap model wannabe. I absolutely would hire him in a cocaine heartbeat to succeed Belichick. I worry about how quickly he flaked on this Ram situation, but maybe maybe he's maybe he's got it figured out, right? Because they they do look like a dumpster fire. And in fairness, Bill Belichick, it was it was a lot longer than Bill Belichick coached the Jets, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was his Belichick Jets moment. But right. the Rams, the Rams did the Rams got exactly what they wanted. They were built to take yes. the baton as the team in yes. LA. They went all in. The fact that they, they went and paid Bobby Wagner this year with that roster, that top heavy mm-hmm. roster, they went and sold out for Bobby Wagner and they finished six and eleven, thinking they could you know keep that door ajar for one last run, and they can't keep Stafford upright. Uh, Stafford, you know, Mike Lombardi keeps saying that Stafford is done, but you know, yeah. I, I, McVay's a good coach, you know, but you can dislike the media coverage of him and he solicits a lot of it. And I think a lot of that may be just generational and we're, you know, five Statler and Waldorfs, you know, <laughs> casting aspersions on McVay. Shaq is the youngest of the, uh, the party of five here today. How do you feel about McVay, how he courts the media kind of anti-Belichick in that way, but you know, he's the, he is a, a legacy hire. His father was involved with the 49ers of the 80s and early 90s. So he's got the pedigree. He's got a ring. Um, your feelings on McVeigh? I was just about to say, I would like to see the contrast because I, uh, first I would like to see the 40 time of Peter Schrager and how fast he gets to Foxborough as soon as it's announced that Sean McVeigh is, is, a, is the Patriots head coach. Like he would just, he would run like Jackie Joyner Kersey or something like that. But um it would be interesting to see the coverage and how, you know, how he's treated here and as opposed to Bill Belichick, who, you know, you know, is seen as surly and, 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 you know, not so, not so friendly, but it would be a little bit of a different contrast. And so I, It'd be I would like MacArthur be being covered that. as far as the Goebbels. I mean, come on, it's, 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 it's forget about it. Yeah, I, I I would like to see the concert, but it's but I do like I do like him as you know a guy who gets his guys pumped up like as you know I guess as a I guess an elder millennial I guess I, I kind of like that he's you know he's a guy that can relate to players and and, and relate to that in a way that I guess doesn't doesn't really insult them but he he you know he's 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 with them and so I, that would be a good a, a contrast I think Mac Jones would like something somebody like that. 
By the way, it'll never not be funny that Greg Bedard said that Bill Belichick was going to step down about 12 hours before he said he's coming back. I had back. no clue. Evergreen statement, Mr. Bedard. Uh, time to turn the page, guys. Uh, for the next subject, I will turn to John. Like to start a cheer. Let's go, Red Sox. Let's, Let's go, go, Red Sox. Sox. Let's, Let's go, go, Red Sox. That's the electric Tom Werner with uh, Larry, lucky Larry Lacino in the background. John, um, what the hell are the Red Sox doing? Trevor Story's <laughs> probably going to miss the, the uh, entire 2023 season. Xander Bargards is going to San Diego. Chris Sales, the pets' heads are falling off. What? <laughs> The 2023 Red Sox uh, going great. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm already looking forward to the Rangers' first visit to Fenway, where it's going to be Nate Eovaldi Appreciation Weekend uh, to get our minds off of the the dumpster fire that is available with one of your socks packs for only three ninety nine ninety five. I mean, it, it, I listened to the pod uh, last week. I, I apologize, I couldn't be on it. But the the one thing I wanted to touch on was. Ivaldi, who, you know, as much as I'm not a fan of the bets trade, I get why they did it. I don't think the return was good enough, period, full stop. I'm okay with Bogarts going. Uh, I think they signed Devers. They had to sign Devers. They signed Devers. It's like, okay, you woke up and you put your underwear on in the morning. Congratulations. The, the, the deal that I like the best in the last 10 years is when they re-upped Ivaldi after his performance in the World Series. I thought, to me, that was one of those moves you absolutely have to make for the culture of an organization. The guy was an absolute warrior for the Red Sox. Uh, his performance in that World Series and that extra inning game. Well, that was Dombrowski still doing his Oprah thing. You get a long-term deal, and you get a long-term deal. But you're yeah. right. You're right. Evaldi had to be had to be I, signed I, after after that. You know, you you bust out your slide rule, and maybe you don't do that deal. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad they did that deal. And I've always liked that guy. I hope he has a lot of success in Texas. Um, what they're doing now, I mean, you know. I talked to Red Sox beat writer Vernon Dozier um, over DM yesterday, and uh, he's been very gracious with his time considering he's busy covering the team. And he shared some insights on Bloom and the little things and, and what bothers him. I don't know if it bothers the other beat writers, but I know it bothers Vernon or Mr. Dozier, I should say, um, is the number of little things that Bloom seems to be missing. And you know, he, he ticked off a few examples. And this is what he was brought here to, to execute on. Absolutely. It's the Tampa right? model. You know, yeah, the Tampa model. Like, I like at the bets trade, I don't think they got enough back. Whatever people can, you know, piss and moan about that in perpetuity. But it's like, he's referring to some of these guys on the 40 man, the, the Hoy, was it the Hoy Park trade that, that happened and didn't happen quickly? And, you know, it's it's like, I, I it doesn't seem, and, and I don't follow it as closely as some of the other guys, but it doesn't seem like the plan is obvious. Maybe there's a plan, um, but either the plan is not obvious to me or they're just not executing a plan effectively. And you look at that roster right now. I mean, that, that team is battling maybe for fourth place. I mean, what would, what would the over-under on the Red Sox wins in Vegas be right now? Would it be 85? Oh, I'd, I'd go probably 78, 79 right in that area. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and 85 will keep you in the, third wild card hunt until the second to last weekend of the season for sure. And maybe that's all they want. Maybe that's enough. Um, yeah. Well, the good news is that Tom Werner also said today that their management is not selling the team. Dan, Mike on route one asked the question that spurred a lot of discussion uh, off air. He asked me last week, if you had to pick 
Uh, if the Celtics or the Bruins win the title this year, you can only have one. Who would it be? Oh, and I heard you respond to that, and everybody everybody went Bruins. That's a tough one. I think you base it on the the thought that just how young the Celtics are that 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 it feels like number of kicks of the can, right? You know, I'm 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 my heart's more tied to the Celtics, but I really do enjoy a a, a Bruins win. So I'll go Bruins. Yeah, John, same. You know, I I always put it in the context because I don't care. Again, I don't care as much as some of the other guys. The guys back home what would make them happier? And I got to go Bruins outside of you, Mike, you, I think you'd probably go Celtics in your heart, but I heard what you said on the pod last week. I think about some of the guys back home and how hardcore passionate live or die. They are with the Bruins when they have a cup run. And uh, that, that does get me excited. You're going to make, that. you're going to make me switch to the Celtics. Cause I bet the guys back home think bill fucking sucks and all that shit. So go Celtics. <laughs> the, yeah. That's yeah. Unfortunately. There, there are it. some Mike of those. There that. are some of the group that have their radios on, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Turn your radios off is really a, a, a call to specific people in outside the greater Brockton area. <laughs> By the way, just uh, Aaron Rodgers is dead cap number to the Packers. If he's traded a cut this year, is ninety nine point five million dollars, no. <laughs> and the Red Sox over under is seventy six and a half ooh, ooh. going into into next season. Woof. Uh, Shaq is 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 it moved the needle even a little bit in the East Coast that Pete Carroll has led the Seahawks in the playoffs behind the steady hand of Geno Smith? Go Hawks! It's it's hilarious for for me being up here in, in New York. People, the Jets fans are are sick because Geno Smith has been doing so well because but it, it's really it's good to see I'm oh, I, and uh, I, I don't know you're gonna bring this up Mike and Route One we, we had a discussion uh, a couple of days ago and he had a pretty good tweet about who are we rooting for and I know we might get to that but you know I actually wouldn't mind the Seahawks and now I was thinking about it because it's you know they're you know, they, they have their one, but then they have a second and it wouldn't even be that much of, of a big, big enough stakes because I mean, it's Geno Smith. So. Mike, have you ever seen a more top heavy uh, division uh, than in the AFC and the, uh, the top three seeds in each conference going into the playoffs? Um, Yeah, it, it's, there. that's a pretty big um, disparity, especially. Yeah. Especially when you got, you know, the Ravens don't, uh, you know, I think Lamar is dead, um, it seems. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty, you know, but again, would I, I don't know. There, there's some, I wouldn't be shocked maybe if the, um, if the Chargers, you know, might get a little hot here. They, I could see that maybe. Jacksonville's um, a good draw for them. I yeah. Think. Yeah. What this, uh, the game that I'm curious about is the, um, is there a chance that uh, the Vikings piss us away against the Giants? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, let's go to our correspondent. Our Vikings correspondent with boots on the ground. Can you confirm <laughs> that the Vikings are in trouble? Well, the Giants took them to overtime. Uh, yeah. No, not overtime. They took them to the last play of the game. Uh, they, they, the Vikings hit like a what a fifty-one yard field goal yeah. as time expired. So. With the Giants, they, what have they got? They've just got Barkley. They don't have. I, I I was amazed watching that game how little firepower there is. But yeah, hats I, off I, to Brian. Totally, I could totally Seriously. see the Giants winning that game. 
what do the locals think of uh, the job O'Connell's doing as a coach? Is it smoke and mirrors? Is it, I, they, I mean, Vikings fans are a jaded lot. They've been, you know, they're kind of the low key a snake bit a snake bit franchise. Yeah, they're they're like the Celtics pre the Celtics. They're like the Sox pre two thousand four. Mm. You know, they they have that loserville mentality to them. Uh, as far as they, they love O'Connell, though they they're nothing but but praise for him, but. Uh, everybody goes into this coming weekend feeling like it's it's all gonna come to an end. A money line parlay with the Bengals, the 49ers, and Buffalo. You still have to give Vig. You're you're laying minus 135 for a money wow. line parlay with those three teams this weekend. Uh, out of the I mean, so this weekend we have Seattle, Seattle at San Francisco, the Chargers at Jacksonville, Buffalo at Miami. Miami's gonna be starting Skylar Thompson. Uh, is, is there any up, John? If you had to place your money on any upset, uh, removing uh, the Jacksonville, which is only getting two over the Chargers, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't outside of the Giants as well. I mean, it looks like it's oh, going to be chalk weekend. No, it's not. It's the Bucks. The Bucks are a dog at home against Dallas. And well, let's, let's you know, take that out then. Does, is Tommy going to be able to throw the ball on them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I absolutely have a very hard time betting against betting on Dallas and betting against Tom Brady in Tampa in a playoff game. Right. I mean, you're going, you're going against like a decade's worth of trends here. There's no way, there's no way Brady's is in that game. And I, I, cause I'm not allowed to be happy. He's going to (laughs) win. They're going to win the fucking game. I I was surprised. I mean, I, I understand why Dallas is a two and a half point favorite, but, um, yeah, I'd be surprised if that line doesn't move a little bit. I also Dallas think has had that, a lot of trouble playing on grass this year. I'm going anecdotally in this. I heard this on a podcast when I was when I was driving over the last few days, and that uh, story seems to check out. Yeah, uh, I, Mike, I like the Jags. I, I know you said you can't take the Jags. I mean, the, you know, the, I don't yeah. think they can make the Bills number high enough. Like, I, I think that's going to be a complete bloodletting. Uh, but I, I like Jacksonville. I think they're they're matching up. They're going to match up pretty well with the Chargers and. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm not a Brandon Staley guy. So it's, they're play, Jack, Jacksonville's playing good football right now. Mike, who's your preferred Super Bowl champion if you had to choose out of the favorites? Uh, out of the favorites? Out of the upper tier, yeah. Uh, well, I guess in that, well, I, I guess I would go with uh, 49ers. I think yeah. 49ers. That's are, my pick. I have no, I have no problem. I have no, I have no quarrel with them, as the guy said. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'd be fine with them winning. I'd be I'd be fine with the Bengals winning. It's really, yes. you know, the only thing, the only downside there is like the the weapons takes. But yeah, whatever. I I've, I've done that. I Costanza elbow twitch my way through a, a weapons debate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's I'd be fine with either one of those. Uh, anything else is you know, we're, it's going to get ugly. Uh, Does Buffalo hey, fall into the disaster category after what happened to Hamlin, who's yeah, copywriting was, everything it, it, in sight? It, by the even, way, even without the Hamlin, it would be it's going to it would be excruciating. With, with or with or without Hamlin, with or without him, it's a complete disaster if Buffalo wins it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. There, yeah. Uh, Shaq. Besides the Bills, is there? I mean, is Kansas City a disaster if they win it? Oh Jesus! If they win it, yeah, then then you get the great Then you get the goat talk again. Then you get the Andy Reid's better than Bill Belichick talk. It's oh God, that is. Well, can I give you a counterpoint to that? Okay. They trade Hill. They bring in uh, Smith Schuster and Valdez Scantling. Weapons culture takes a hit there. I I could almost no. live with. I have no quarrel no. with Mahomes. Mahomes uh-uh. is fantastic. Not buying that. Not buying that for a second. I, it elevates I hate Mahomes. Them, but I'd be okay. But but. 
but he's was he gonna get to seven he's not gonna get to seven so we got nothing to worry about and right. here, here's this is what i where i'm at now too is is it's an, it's another worthy adversary i guess you know what i mean you you mm-hmm. went through a guy that you know won won two titles couldn't do it until the patriots were this is we're, we're not as they're full at full strength so i i'm um I'm okay. I'm I I hate them. I mean, they it would be shitty, but I I'd I'd be more disgusted with a Ravens Super Bowl than I would a a Kansas City Super Bowl. Yeah, it's kind of rough. But but, but Mike, he's a pitcher, but he's a pitcher that throws the football. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, he sucks. But I mean, a lot of that's media stuff, too. I saw God. Mina Kimes. I saw God. That's that's what it's going to be. Oh, well, it, she does have a big sports brain shack. Be respectful there, okay, will you? Do we, do we all agree it's Eagles over the Bills or Chiefs without hesitation? Counterpoint, yeah. the Eagles winning yeah. makes people in Philadelphia yeah. happy. Yeah, that's all right. I'm, I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. I got no problem. I have I like zero Jalen problem Hurts with Jalen so Hurts as well. Agree. Yeah, I like him so uh, much. I can, for, yeah. I can forget about Philadelphians. You know, we'd be okay with any of these teams if we just never watched anything but the games. If we didn't yeah. read any sports right. media, that's right? true. Right. And all of our reasoning is on. Well, I hate those fans. I hate hate how you know. I or, will or say that I'm going to make Nick Wright happy. Well, I can't have that. <laughs> I will say that I've kind of been okay with the Chiefs this year. Then they pulled that ring around the posy play oh. coming out of the huddle, and I wanted to throw up because you just knew that all the wrong people were going to find this delightful. Alfred Breer was going to fart twice into his couch after that play. For Christ's sake. <laughs> Can confirm the sense inside the building. Like a 10-yard penalty? Was that the, well, the end uh, result? Yeah. So, so first of all, some dude blew the tackle. They had it perfectly defended. The guy the guy blew the tackle, and, and Tony goes in for the touchdown, but it gets he it gets pulled back for an uh, offensive hole. So the play never officially happened. So it's, it's kind of like it's a, it's a worthy heir to the Mahomes incompletion in the Super Bowl. It's the prettiest right? incompletion. It's, it's, it's in the same right. space. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded if that play had resulted in a disaster like the fake punt that the Colts did against <laughs> the, Colts, the Patriots yeah. in, in 2014. That's what, that's what it should have been. If the guy had made the tackle, it would have been that. Yeah, I would have liked it if they all resulted in them falling on the ground like you do when you put your forehead to a baseball bat and go in a circle. Uh, we have one email this week. It's from uh, Garrett in Central Mass. Shaq, I'll start this one with you. Uh, Garrett wants to know if it's him. Or are the talking heads of the sports hub more heard about Nesson firing Maz than they were about ex-retirement and Remy's death? Oh, absolutely. Well, well the sports clan, you know, that all they all they get off is is Maz. And uh, watching any of those Red Sox games, it, it was an absolute. It's that a good decision that they made that Nesson is. But you know, then you know it is Nesson, so you know they of course they expect you to pay thirty nine ninety nine a month to watch their coverage so you know you take the good with the bad i guess mike i mean the only thing that was more obvious than maz being let go by nesson is the media's absolute needing fainting couches at the thought that tony maserati was not entertaining the masses and that he was good at commentating the or the flip side of that is this, oh he was fired because he's dares to be critical of the team no he doesn't he's play acting on the radio and he was licking boots when he was in the Nesson booth. Uh, I would say first um, to the emailer, I guess my, my question is, should they have been like throwing themselves on the 
Eckersley and Rem, Remy Caskets. I know. Like, I guess I, I don't, I, I don't know that they should have been upset with the, I mean, Jerry, you could be, if you're friends with Jerry Remy, maybe you're upset, but I, I guess I don't, I don't understand the premise, but I, I, I didn't know that people were upset that, that Tony Maserati was until you just told me now that people are upset with Jerry Remy. Uh, is this like they're not this they're person? Off? No, no I, I didn't know that was a thing. So yeah, I'm sure it's Chad Finn. Did Chad Finn say how great he was and how he get he brought something new to the broadcast? Is that the deal? Well, we're among the 85 percent of Twitter followers that are blocked <laughs> by Chad Finn, so I, I have to yeah. assume that it, uh, he's he's Chad Finn is about as relevant as anyone at Weei right now. Um, anyone have any final thoughts? You want to raise your hand or? All right, I guess to ask a question Dan, go. go ahead. Uh, so with the playoffs going in, uh, the and you're, you're seeing just what you're talking about, the top-heavy teams. The I wanted to ask, what what do you guys think of this the seven playoff teams? I mean, is is that a failure now? One, I fucking one hate it. Each, I hate it so hate much. It. Yep. All right, so I, I'm so this is actually something I had written down. I'm glad you brought this up, Dan. Hate it. There are not seven legit play, playoff teams right now. However, do, 20 years ago, do we think the same thing or when they added the sixth team? I mean, we know why they're doing it. It's why the NBA has uh, up to 10 teams vying for a postseason slot in the, that friggin' tournament they do for the 7 through 10 seeds. It's inevitable, but it, it sucks in the meantime. I mean, Buffalo against Miami this weekend, would anyone place a plug nickel on the on the Dolphins to cover oh, in that I game? I don't care. I don't care about I don't care about the the level of the, the, the final team getting in. And if, if they had two, it would be a great game. I'd 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 enjoy watching that. I just I don't I I hate it because I one um seven is not an even number and that makes me crazy. And I mean why and, and taking the drama out of the second buy is stupid. It, right. like, I hate that. I hate it. It really sucks. And um, also go to an 18 game schedule because I can't take another 17 game season. Yeah, agreed. Although you know, Miami's I, Miami's not a seven seed of, of two is healthy, just for the record, in my opinion. Go ahead, John. It's interesting you said taking the drama out of the second buy because I was actually thinking it elevates the drama around the only buy. You know, you've got you've got situations in week 18 where teams are going to rest all their players. You know, the Colts did this a number of times, right? Well, that's where the 17th and, game is done. It's it's well, just made it increasingly irrelevant. But but if there's only one buy in play, you know, the the likelihood of the, the say the two top teams vying for that single buy and playing their players in week 17 uh, is is a lot higher, right? So I get the point you're making, but I kind of like that there's only one buy. I like the fact that only one team per conference gets that by i think it, it keeps the good teams playing harder longer all right we'll that's, keep that's, a, the, that's the only thing i like about it we'll have a battle royale out over, over that next week i like i like the patriots winning the super bowl and i think two two gives them a much better chance than one yeah agreed um before we go um mike this is i'm curious if you have an opinion on this at all i caught a commercial over the weekend during football that nbc is rebooting night court and john larroquette's involved uh, reprising his role as district attorney Dan Fielding. Um, now, the fact that Dan Fielding is still a district attorney 30 years later, uh, throwing that aside, uh, CBS has Ghost, NBC's rebuilding Night Court. Is, is is the network sitcom dead? Um, yes. I mean, I haven't watched a network sitcom since. I mean, I watched I watched The Office. And I think that's the only network sitcom I watched. I think my wife watched 
the good place during the pandemic, but that doesn't really count. Um, and it, I didn't really like it. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think so. It's been dead for a, a long time. I mean, when's the last time you're like, I have to watch a network sitcom. I don't think there's anything like even those, the things that are kind of quasi sitcom, they're not really sitcom, they're, they're comedies. Um, yeah, it's, it's dead. It, and I, you know, and that's sad, but, um, did this is us yeah. actually give yeah. faith to your genre that maybe network television could stay alive? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fucking yeah. It, it, He's fashioning a noose for those of you not on the Zoom call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Define network sitcom. I mean, do you mean like one from one of the four major networks, or that's how I would do yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of good. There's a really lot, lot of good. Well, there was a lot of good half hour comedy. Um, uh, Netflix has some. Uh, I thought uh that what do you call it um shit uh santa clara to die it was one of the funniest shows i've ever seen that was on netflix um absolutely hilarious um and is I is there anything I, else you can recommend reboot uh, no <laughs> <laughs> um i mean I, I i'm i'm not watching i'm not watching a, a ton of it but th there's been some pretty good half hour stuff on on netflix i think and um yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just I think the comedy like to me, it's like I, I I think what like White Lotus now is like the new comedy like, you know, uh, you is is a comedy to me. So the menu, uh, the menu was a comedy. It was very it was hilarious. It was awesome. That was great. So much better than Glass Onion. Yeah. Hey, you know, right. am I the only one who saw John Larroquette in that ad and thought he looked like the dad in Teen Wolf when he became a wolf? <laughs> he's he's got to be he does look like he does look like the old man uh the father from team wolf for sure yeah. that's, him and that's, that's a great call that's a great call oh, the original no. night the original night court could not be made today just for the record do not wait bill simmons what Dan? Said bill simmons that's, thought that too yeah oh jesus christ take uh, a lap john take a lap take, take all the laps all right you so Gotcha. You guys know Frazier's coming back as well. And oh, God. that's to me, yeah, to me, I'm really disappointed because there's not not even the whole cast is there. Obviously, Martin's not gonna be there. That like why? I don't get the point of all of this. That just ruined my evening, Shaq. Uh, uh Shaq is at Atomic Dog 5150. Dan is at Patriots Daily. Mike on Route One is at In This Town One. John is at that John Irons. My name is Mike Irons. The 2022 postseason had started its super wildcard weekend. Uh, we'll see who wears more eye makeup this weekend. Peter Schrager or Kay Adams. And forget, I'll never forget to turn off your radios. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. You got the wrong guy leading this basketball team. Chris, what the hell happened to you? Mother, father, I decided to have myself chemically castrated. Why the hell would you do that? Now, nobody will have any reason to be afraid of me or think I'm a pervert. And everybody can just treat me like normal again. Oh my god, I can't believe my son's some kind of weirdo! 